everyone. Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast where two old school fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor because, frankly, it needs defending. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are diving into uh, episode four of season two, which is called The Kindness of Strangers. We don't really have any new news this week. Slow news week all around, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Nothing thrilling going on with any of our former heroes peeps. So instead, we're just going to get right into things. Rachel, take it away. All right, let's dive into the episode. So we start off with good old Noah Bennett staring at the picture that Mohinder sent him last week of the painting where he is very, very dead. (laughs) Shot in the eye with Claire macking on some guy in the background. While he's staring at it, who should come home but Sandra and Mr. Muggles who are just coming back home from a power walk. And so he's like, yeah, Sandra, has Claire mentioned any uh, new people in her life? Like, you know, maybe a boy. (laughs) She's like, I'm not worried about it. And he's like, you know, we have to be very careful, though. And she's like, well, what makes you so sure it's a boy? And I'm like, ooh, foreshadowing. (laughs) Right? I had that thought, too. Yeah, I was like, when she said that, what makes you so sure it's a boy? I was like, you know your daughter, don't you, (laughs) ma'am? She does, though. Which I believe, weren't they like toying with the idea... Of the cheerleader who we just meet this episode. I think so. Yes. Yeah. But they didn't quite go there. No. So. so. And I don't even think that that cheerleader gets a name in this episode, but we, we do get the name for um, Diana Agron's cheerleader in this episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. So Claire comes downstairs. They, they have a little bit of a, he's like tit for tat grilling against her. Like, you know, anyone new in your life, you know, we have to be careful, etc. And so he's like, you know, all I want, Claire, is if there is a boy, just, you know, let me, let me meet him so I can make sure that he's safe for us, that we'd be safe. And Claire looks at him because obviously, if you remember, HRG kind of yoinked West (laughs) a few years (laughs) back and he remembers this and is very traumatized by it. So by no means can she let them meet or they'll probably be held to pay. So instead she's all, dad, relax. There isn't a boy. Yeah. Any extra comments on the Bennets? Um, it's just something to see Bennett so spooked. Yes. Because we haven't really seen so much of that. He's very focused on there being a boy because of the, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, right? He's like, he's like, who you betrayed me for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the shadow person? Who's the Clyde to your Bonnie? <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's very spooked by it. Well, he's never been in a painting, has he? I don't think so. No. Maybe, like, a minor one that we just, like, saw, but, like, doesn't mean anything. No, I think it's been mostly, like, Claire and such. Yeah, but there's, like, a lot of, like, minor ones that they've shown, like, throughout that Isaac was just, like... Oh, we do get the him from behind looking at, uh... Yeah, Nathan Nathan and Nikki. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I stand corrected. I remembered it now. (laughs) Mm. But, yeah, no, nothing, (laughs) nothing so consequential as this. No, 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 no. Certainly not dead. Yeah. Uh, also, um, <laughs> I can only imagine what Noah Bennett's birds and the bees talk is like, because Claire <laughs> mentions it and I just really want to, I want to see that. I want to see it. I want to be there for it. <laughs> oh, that would be a delight. I agree. It's just like self-defense training. Yes. <laughs> now when a boy does this. <laughs> Aim for here. Oh God. Yep. So let's go instead. California, again, we're jet-setting. Not quite as jet-setty as we have been, because P. 
Peter is not in this episode, so there's no Ireland, and there is no feudal mm-hmm. Japan, so there's no Japan. So we are mostly in the States and Mexico for this. Mm-hmm. So to New York, um, we have Molly, we're like looking at her creepy drawings again before she wakes up with a scream, and Matt and Mohinder both rush in to calm her down, and she kind of lays back down to go to sleep, and she wa- and uh, Matt tells Mohinder that it's getting worse, she's doing it like twice a night now instead of just once. And he asks Mohinder what he can do about it. And Mohinder's like, you know, I'm a scientist, not an expert on nightmares. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, whatever. You calm her down and I'll try to figure it out. And we get this cute little moment of like Mohinder singing a lullaby to her, an Indian lullaby. That is so precious and I had forgotten about it. Yes. Super precious. They're such good dads. They are. We get a lot of fun with them this episode, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to talk about a not-so-good dad? Oh, you... <laughs> sure. I mean, he could make better choices. I know. I just... It was a good segue, and I went for it. I, I agree. I agree. Let's talk about uh, Nathan Petrelli, who <laughs> is still very beardy at the beginning of the episode. And he's standing outside his son's school at the gate. And he calls, hey, Peter, or not Peter, Simon and Monty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sorry, I said Peter, and I'm sorry. like, yeah, he didn't name his son after Peter, but like. <laughs> he he should have. <laughs> he loves Peter so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Simon and Monty, mm-hmm. Petrolli. Indeed. Yep. And uh, the kids are all like, ugh, beard. And they're like, he's like, oh, you don't like the beard? And they're like, no, <laughs> we don't like the beard. And he's like, well, I just wanted to come and tell you that grandma's in the hospital. And when you get home, tell your mom so that you can call her because she'd like to hear from you. Which I thought that was nice. I forgot the reason why he went to go creep outside their school until now. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just being, like, bad with boundaries. Yes. Yes. And he's like, and also I'm going to be, you know, things are coming together and I'll be home soon. I promise. You know, because when Petrelli's make a promise, they keep it. And then a teacher notices that Nathan's there, and she comes over, and he's all like, oh, I'm their dad, and she's like, you know you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of like, yeah, well, I'm here. And so the uh, <laughs> teacher calls the kids away, and one of his sons doesn't want to go, but Nathan's like, no, go with your teacher, go with your teacher. This is the most yeah. we've seen of his children. <laughs> yeah, it is. They actually get to, like, say stuff and everything. Yeah. Well, Simon. He also... Uh... He also lies and says he's coming home mm-hmm. soon. Oh, neat. That doesn't help. Maybe he wants to, but you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't We don't get to see much of those kids. We really don't. I mean, we hear their names quite a bit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm honestly, I'm sat here going like, do we actually ever really spend time with them again? Uh, we the last time we see them is in a later episode in the season. But then after that, like after season two, like we do not see Simon and Monica. I'm ninety nine percent sure we don't. They're like they're in a club with like Lyle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Better seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Keisha. Hi. Why don't you tell us how Maya and Alejandro are doing right now? Well, <laughs> if you recall. They've got themselves a sweet ride. The sweetest ride, one could argue, in the form of a Nissan Rogue. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to Derek, who they met when Alejandro was incarcerated, and Maya came and freed him using her power. So the trio of them are just 
as it literally says in the title card, somewhere in Mexico, as they continue to head towards the border in the States. And Maya is talking to Derek, because Maya's very friendly. Maya's very, like, wants to know about people. And she asked Derek if he's from California, because the car has license plates from California. You know, because it was Claire's car. And he's like, what? No, he's, he's from New Jersey. And she's like, oh, New Jersey, that's close to New York, and that's where we're going. And he's like, well, look, here's the thing. I mean, the cops are probably looking for us because we escaped, you know, jail in Mexico. So when we get close to the border, that's about, like, as far as I can take you. Like, you know, we're, we're going to have to split our, you know, we're going to have to separate probably around then. And they don't really get to go further in the conversation because Derek has to hit the brakes like, whoa, so that he doesn't run over a person just face down in the middle of a dirt road. And they stop the car, and they all get out, and they turn this person over who's not doing well. And holy shit, if it isn't our boy, if it isn't Siler, just right there in the dirt, not doing well on the surface. <laughs> and he's like, help me, all like, you know, dehydrated and shit. And it's like, oh boy, this is the, the you know, new character he's going to cross paths with first. It's probably not going to end well for anybody in that <laughs> car. <laughs> if we know a thing or two about how his past interactions with people, especially people who help him, have been. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into my full thing about him uh, until the next scene, because I, I need him to lie, and then I can refute his lie. Yes. So, did you have any uh, thoughts about this little bit in Mexico? I did. I think this is the first time we get to see that Maya can speak English really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can communicate just fine. Whereas Alejandra does not speak any at all, or very little, because whenever they communicate uh, with each other, they're speaking Spanish, and he, as we will see, never communicates with anyone else other than very little English. Maya does all the heavy Yeah, like... There. Later on, he'll say one or two words to a certain person. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not like a whole sen like a whole conversation or anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's raining here now. Ooh, ambiance! I can hear it in the I can hear it plink plink plinking in the uh, fireplace, the chimney area. Excellent! We got a little rainy day ambiance. Let's do I'm some. Into it. This is Eclipsed, an ASMR Heroes podcast, and we are talking to you during the rain about this beautiful episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a rainy day. Uh, a cloud has crossed over into the lives of Maya, Alejandro, and Derek. What are they going to do <laughs> when the storm has uh, when the storm hits? Mm-hmm. Whoosh heroes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at Siler getting both of the the, the pre whoosh heroes bits. Yes, this season. What a main character he mm-hmm. is. Like I think in the last episode, which they don't do in, in season one, they didn't do it all really. Uh, Maya and Alejandro would get a lot of the in-between, like, right before a commercial and right after a commercial, right next to each other, mm-hmm. which they didn't do mm-hmm. all that often. And then I believe Siler in the last episode also got that. Or he, yeah, I think you're right. He got, like, went out on a commercial break and came back right after the commercial break. They don't do that very much in season one at all, do they? No. If at all. Mm-mm. Really. Except for, like, something like Company Man, but that doesn't count. That, yeah, that doesn't count. This, this is, like... Comp- Company Man is such an outlier, so... Because <laughs> a lot of this, like, it's like cliffhanger right before the commercial, and then they come back right to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is uh, a smart choice narratively. So yeah, don't hate that. 
going from Mexico, we're going to go just a little, a little, uh, you know, into the States again. We're going to go over to New Orleans, which we only very heard about briefly when Micah got dropped off and we met his Ohura grandma. But um, she doesn't get a name, so I call her that in my notes. <laughs> Nan, but that's what you call a grandma. Yeah, Nana. Um, like, mm-hmm. so, Ohura grandma serves me better. Um, so Micah's sleeping. And he gets woke up by his shit-ass cousin, Damon. <laughs> who wakes him up by, like, pouring water in his face. First he drips it, then he pours it. Because he's a fucker. Everybody, doesn't everybody have that cousin, though, that if you had to go live with yeah, them, it would be like that? Yeah. Like, that's such a good family dynamic. I was like, of course he'd be a little ass. He's of that age, too. It's like... Yes. Yes. It's just the way he is. So... Yeah, because he wakes Micah up, he backsasses Ohura Grandma, and he asks her for money. I'm like, you need to calm down, kid. <laughs> like, just chill. Uh, but we see a, uh, yeah, another new character in the form of Monica. She gets her own little name card and everything later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica is really excited to go into work today at the burger joint she works at. Because she is waiting to hear the results of the work assessment that she took for a regional management training program. Which is, yeah, that's a big deal. Because managers at places like that, they make the real money. Everyone knows it. That's the goal, if you're going to do that. So, she's talking about that while she's getting ready to go. And there's a TV just on in the background. And it's playing a cooking show. But it's one of those, like, cooking and entertaining shows. Because they're showing you how to do, like, fancy stuff with fruits and veggies. And they're making a big thing out of showing how to carve a rose out of a tomato. Which is a pretty cool little thing. And, you know, we're getting the sense uh, from this scene, from what people are saying, is that uh, this is, if you recall the timeline of when this aired, this isn't just any New Orleans. This is post-Hurricane Katrina. So this is a city and a people and a community that are trying to rebuild themselves after an absolutely horrible tragedy. And it's a really big part of Monica and and the storyline with this part of the Dawson family. So, his cousin, who, uh, they don't say his name out loud at the end of the episode, but I'm just going to say it anyway, because it's easier. Uh, Damon. He is trying to get money from everyone in the family, because he wants to purchase a pay-per-view wrestling match tonight. He wants to watch the big tag team bouts. Very important when you're, like, 12 or whatever. Like, wrestling is that thing. So... (laughs) Monica's like, hey, man, half people in this county are living in FEMA trailers. You're not getting $65 out of me or anyone. Like, you need to reorganize your priorities. And she's like, okay, I gotta go to work. I'll bring you guys dinner home. And she leaves. And Micah, you know, he's alone in a place where, yeah, he's with family, but, like, he doesn't know these people. They're strangers to him. So he's trying to make it easier on himself, so he's gonna try to befriend Damon. And he's like, hey... I think I have a way for you to get to see that wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And knowing Micah like we do, we know what he's going to do. <laughs> but, yeah, thoughts on the introduction of uh, Monica and family? Uh, I remember, like, how big in the lead-up to Season 2 and, like, them talking about behind-the-scenes of Season 2, how big they wanted to lean into the Hurricane Katrina of it all. Yes. They're like, oh, we have the set designs, they have, like, the water lines on the wall and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, like, definitely a big thing that they wanted to put in to season two. Yeah, because I remember Kring was very, like, what would a character who has abilities be able to do in this type of situation that 
would really need heroes in real life. Yes. Which is a, an interesting thought, really. It kind of touches on the storyline they cut from season one from way back in the original pilot with, with the whole terrorist. <laughs> yeah, but in like a much better yes. way. <laughs> yes. Was like them wanting to be relevant and, you know, socially current. Mm-hmm. This is a much better way to do it than what they were going to do. Oh, so. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. And then my other comment, which I was just thinking as I was sitting here, Damon's mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Shouldn't he be up in, what you call it? <laughs> I don't know if he's welcome with the Michelsons down here. Dude. <laughs> Get a soundboard of people booing. <laughs> Mystic Play- Falls. I remember the microphone. name. Mystic Falls. There we go. <laughs> Virginia. Mystic Falls, Virginia. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can we not go the whole season without making jokes about these these characters? No, we can't because we made a Michelson joke last yeah, week, and it's, it's probably be... just going to keep going. Every time yeah. we go to New Orleans, we're going to talk about the Michelson. So it's like that, or I would talk about like interview with the vampire or something. Like, True. there's always something to talk about. True. Where's Last Dad? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Louis wouldn't approve of that or whatever. I don't know. I really like that movie. Um. So, <laughs> oh lordy. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, one of our, our big new character intros, mm-hmm. Monica, she's a big deal. Took four so. episodes to meet her, but here she is. Yeah, and, uh, she's not gonna be in that many of them, so, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I have to say, like, you know, just breaking from our narrative flow right now, she deserves better. Yeah, 100%. She had real potential, so. I wish I knew what direction they were gonna take her in. In the season that was lost. If I remember correctly, she does play a fairly big role in the comics. Yeah, later? she does. Well, yeah, she gets taken to the comic. I don't know how much of a role she has. But yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, that's not good enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too off track, but I just was like, man, she deserves better. Yeah. She, she could have been part of the core crew. There's no reason. I agree. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, so going back up to New York, we see Angela in a hospital bed and she just straight up confesses to the death murder of Kaito. She did it. He did because of her. That's what she says. And Detective Fuller's like, sex, money, you know, like all the motives I talked about before. She's like, check, check and check all the above. Sure. Whatever I got to say. And, you know, they're like, well, when we had you in custody, you tried to, you know, kill yourself or whatever. And she's just like, I attacked myself because I was distraught and all this. And, and while she's coming up with all this bullshit, she's glaring down Parkman mentally and just being like, just write it down. Write the statement down, Parkman. Just let this go. Just, you know, this is fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take this bullet, so to speak. Like, just let it go. And she says the only way out of this for her is to confess. And if they keep digging... Gonna find out about all of us and what we can do. So he's just gotta let it go, you know? <laughs> just gotta let it go. It's just a quick little scene with them. But yeah, she's trying to, uh, trying to get safe, I would argue. Yeah. Or so she thinks. But Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure if whatever got her in a police station, they can get her in a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know? Hmm. wonder if we'll find out more about that in the episode. I bet we will. <laughs> I, I bet we will. <laughs> yeah. I'll forge on ahead. Let's go back to California. And that cheerleader yes. I briefly mentioned earlier. 
she has... I looked up her name just to make it easier for you to talk about her. May. May. All right. So the cheerleader I mentioned earlier, whose name is May, as Keisha just said, she's asking Claire to join the squad. And Claire's like, why would you want me for the squad? And she's like, well, you stood up to Debbie on the first day. And part of being a good cheerleader is guts. And you have, you've got that. You've got guts. And Claire's like, I don't know. I'm not supposed to. But May ends up giving her the release form anyway. She's like, just take it. Think about it. And as soon as May walks away, who should come up to her but West? Who's all like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, oh my gosh, this is great. I finally have someone I could be myself around. And Claire immediately is like, I'm not sure if we should hang out anymore. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, I've got really overprotective parents. And, you know, he was, like, asking if he could, like, you know, talk to her dad or something because she says he's overprotective. And uh, she's like, no, 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 that's not that's not a good idea. And he's like, wait, was it, like, the flying? Did that freak you out? Was it the marks? Did that freak you out? And she's like, no, 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 no. And he keeps pushing her, which, again, oh, my God. No means no West. <laughs> I get that you're, like, super fucking excited that she knows you can fly and she can heal, right? I get it. You're excited, but pump the brakes buddy pump the brakes i felt like almost the exact same thing in my notes i was like this would be a lot more endearing and cute him being all gushy crushy if he had approached her in a completely different way from the start so yes and now yes and he he keeps pushing so claire's all like don't make this harder than it is and then he's like all right listen tomorrow i'll be gone i'll back off but tonight i'm gonna ask you out and then if it doesn't work out, then tomorrow I'll just, I won't ask again. And then Claire agrees, which I mean, okay. <laughs> I get you also are excited about being around someone of your own age that can do things, but, mm. you know, pump the brakes a little. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Plus I have my doubts about him backing off, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He says he will. We'll find out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's pretty confident he can convince her, though, so we'll have to see for that. Any other thoughts on West and Claire? Uh, yeah, just a brief little bit of uh, IMDb fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so May mm-hmm. is played by Janelle Parrish, mm-hmm. who any of you uh, people out there who also watched way too much of this show knows that she was the little psychopath, Mona Vanderwall, on Pretty Little Liars. Ah. Yeah, she's a big part of that show. Very nice. Mm-hmm. She's done. She's done other stuff, but yeah. Intended to have a larger role than I think they end up giving her. She still shows up in about like half the season, mm-hmm. though. But I remember reading a so lot of her. like you know that blind item before the season and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean all the blind items that we can't find anymore? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, it's just simmer in that lost media, my friends. Lost media. Anyway. Shall we move? Uh, but yeah, yeah, let's move on. Move back to New York, where here comes Nathan Petrelli. He's shaved, <laughs> he's beardless, and he's pissed off as he's walking to that hospital. What the fuck are you doing questioning a witness in the hospital? Any confession is coerced. And Matt's all like, yeah, yeah, calm down. I know, I know, I know. But I think she's innocent. And he kind of pulls Nathan aside. And Nate's like, all right, how, why do you think she's innocent? And he's like, well, the same way that I know that you can fly, and that's because I can read minds, and I read her mind, and I can read yours. And Nathan kind of like looks at him, 
And he's like, are you reading my mind right now? And Matt's like, no. I mean, yes. Sorry. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> he chooses not no, to. No, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so good. Jesus, Matt. All right. And, yeah, Matt doesn't want to back down like Angela's asking him to. And he's like, I have a girl at home who's waking up in the night drawing the symbol, and he pulls out the two photos that both Kaito and Angela had. He keeps drawing the symbol, I'm trying to understand what it is. And Nathan's like, I know that symbol, and I recognize that photo. So Matt asks him, like, you know, well, can I get your help so I can continue this investigation? And uh, Nathan's like, alright, but I need five minutes alone with my mother. Which he gets. So he goes in to see Angela, and he's like, why are you confessing to a crime that you didn't commit? And she's like, you know what, Nathan, you were right. I don't deserve to be saved. Which, remember, he said way back in episode one, I think. Well. Or was that deleted? I feel like It she, was a deleted scene. Was it the deleted scene? Or was did he end she's up She's responding it to the deleted scene. That is very true. As far as I can remember, the straight up, like, Trillies don't deserve to be saved thing. That was just the fully the deleted that scene. Is. Huh. So, editing mishap. <laughs> See, if we yeah. hadn't watched the deleted scene, I'd be like, where did that come from? All right. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't deserve to be saved. And he's like, come on, let me help you. And she's like, you know what, Nathan? Just because you shave doesn't mean you're clean and sober. You have to go get more help, get a program, get clean, and don't lose your family. Don't lose it like I did. You're not going to get your redemption by helping me. You have to help yourself. I can't lose another son. And then they hug. And then uh, Detective Fuller and Matt come back in like, sorry, we have to do this. And they put Angela in a wheelchair and they cuff her up. And then Matt wheels her out of the room. So Angela is under mm. arrest. And this time for more than just socks. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love lawyer Nathan. Mm-hmm. He just came right in there and he was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> I loved it. Any confession is coerced. <laughs> you can't question him in a hospital. Just going hardcore. Mm-hmm. Just no time for hello or anything. Nope. <laughs> nope. Someone gave him a call and he's like pissed about it. <laughs> yeah, he fucking she comes from a family of lawyers. Like obviously someone was going to come in and have something to say about mm-hmm, it. Mhm. Yeah, I didn't it didn't occur to me that it was from the deleted scene. I just assumed it was from their other encounter like before she found the photo. I'm barely certain it's just from the deleted scene. I think scene. it is. I'm willing to rewatch it and figure it out like those scenes where he's super sad, drunk beardy in episode mm-hmm. 1. But I'm fairly certain it was just the deleted scene she's responding to. Because he might say something, so. like, similar but not that to her in Peter's apartment. Right. But I don't remember what it is. Yes. I don't think yeah. he did Interesting. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, back in the fun V over in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's not a Humvee. It, the joke doesn't work, but I like saying it. It's the rogue. It's the fun V. <laughs> It's the fun V. All right. So they've got Siler in the car and Derek's like, dude, where's your stuff? You don't have anything. And he's like, oh, I got robbed. Wink. Wink to the audience. Get it? He got <laughs> robbed. He doesn't have powers anymore. Ah. So. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, he claims he's been robbed, that he's been walking for three days. Thank God they came along, etc. All right, let's talk about that for a minute, shall we? All right, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> cool. So, I'm not saying he isn't in a bit of a dire strait, because, yeah, he didn't look good. But, 
I 100% think he heard a car coming and was like, splat. Yeah. And tried it. Because, two things, and I know I'm obsessed with this man's clothes, but I'm not going to stop. Where did he get that outfit from? (laughs) If he's so suffer, he should have been in his, like, khaki shirt and his loose pants from when he escaped from the fucking bunker. True. He had a whole new outfit. He had shoes. Like, no, he killed someone and stole those. Mm -hmm. We'll never know what happened there. Unless there was more in the bunker. Like, he, he, sure, we saw him I swear to God. (laughs) This isn't going to be, like, the storage unit. (laughs) It's not. He has a storage unit in Mexico. No, um... No, because he, he just, I, I'm pretty sure he just ran from the bunker and was like, fuck this noise. Well, no, because he, like, stopped, like, oh, fuck, there's jungle. Maybe he's, like, took a second to be like, okay, I gotta go back and grab a couple things before I run off into the jungle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are okay. you saying he's an idiot? So What's he the, running from? She's dead. He's just panicking. I don't know. He's very confused. He's he's in a weird state. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't have his powers. He's concerned. <laughs> so, yeah, I ask, where's the fucking outfit come from? The and then also... <laughs> He's a bad liar because he says he's been robbed. Mm-hmm. Why does he still have his watch? True. True. Because even if it's broken, someone still would have taken mm-hmm. it. Well, here's a question. So. Was he wearing the watch mm. the last episode? Okay. See, I was actually going to go and look at that because that's going to completely give you the answer. Because if he's not wearing that fucking watch, but I believe he is. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's some credence to the, oh, he just turned around, went back to the bunker, found some clothes, and left. I feel like he looked at the watch in the episode, so I think he might be, but I don't know for positive. I, I'm fairly certain he had it on, because you could see it when he was, uh, doing mug yeah, stuff, and it wouldn't yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, what's to stop him from turning around and <laughs> seeing what else, what other outfits they had in there for him? Just the fun outfits that she picked out for their little murder yeah, road trip that was never to be. Yeah. 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 God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just I don't know. I used to I used to be fully on team like, oh yeah, he's been walking for three days. He's gonna die in the fucking, you know, Mexican desert. But now I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't trust this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would see them because it looks like it was a windy road. It's like a hill. Yeah, he would have heard them and saw so them. So you saw like a dust thing going up and he's like, Alright. Time to take my chance. Face plant. Yep. Yep. If he dies, he dies. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yep. yep. He's so hardy that. without He's regeneration. He's desperate, so he had to try something. Yeah. He's fallen off things before. He'd survive that. <laughs> Shame he can't teleport anymore. True. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just like, where the fuck did you get clothes? But <laughs> I love that sure. that's your concern. I'm um, like, he just had him in the bunker, bro. Because uh, <laughs> I just, I needed to fit the narrative that he's the sly boots that's just like murdering to survive. And it's just like, oh, I was going to die. Like, no, you weren't. But. No, but I agree that he wasn't as bad yeah. off as he said he was. But then I can't be 100% sure. Like, maybe he was. I don't know. It all really depends on those clothes. In my I opinion, don't... that's the, like, the, nah. the thing. Because, you know, if he just had the clothes, then yes, he's been 100% just wandering and, like, you know, dehydrating for three days. But if he didn't, then he found someone 
and he like killed them and he took clothes, then he's not that bad off. This is my lawyer Nathan here coming. I, in. I don't think that they're <laughs> barreling. I don't in. think they're mutually exclusive. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> That's my opinion on it anyway. That's okay. Fucking bunker clothes. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> Storage locker uh, in the yeah, bunker. So... It's been there since, like, so Oh! Long. <laughs> <Go> scream. <laughs> I mean, we're not even getting into the fact that it would probably have to be something like that because of his body shape. So, yeah. he's a tall boy. Coincidences are just great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to the actual point of the scene. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, I've been walking for three days. Thank God you came along. And um, it's funny because he's so, like, sad boy and sigh about everything. But you can tell from, like, the questions he's asking, the way he's listening, the way he's following their dynamic. Like, he's staying sharp. He's figuring out the angles. You can't, you know, you can't count him out. Mm-hmm. Because he immediately can tell that Maya is, like, nice and open and trusting and boy if he doesn't love those qualities in a person (laughs) so he's talking with her in the back of the car and she's you know like oh like where are you where are you gonna head and he's just like well i mean like i'm just gonna go home to new york i guess you know just really laying it on and i'm like oh bud if you think your apartment is still yours like you were well and truly fucked (laughs) like you should have died in mexico (laughs) oh yeah that ain't gonna work and, um, you know, he finds out that they're trying to head to New York as well. And he's like, oh, are you going there? Because, you know, you have, you have family there. And the minute she pulls that book out, he gives the best little look of, like, the gears are turning. You know, he's like, oh, my, fate and destiny and all that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like, she pulls out the book, which Alejandro immediately is like, Maya, don't show him anything. And... <laughs> And, you know, she shows him and she's like, oh, well, I'm trying to find Dr. Suresh. I need to talk to him. And I don't know if he's already staring her down like the way he would, because I think his intuitive aptitude would probably broken as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's definitely looking at her like, oh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, I love how Alejandro's just like, don't show him anything. Don't tell him anything. Because he very correctly doesn't trust this gringo as far as can throw him. Fact. And so, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you didn't want her to show him anything, but she's stoked because he's read it. And guess what? He also is old friends with Dr. Suresh. Double wing. Because <laughs> both of them. Um, so he offers to help them, but really mostly her, uh, get to Dr. Suresh. And yeah, she's just so sweet and trusting and like, oh, Gabriel's just eager to use that against all of them. Mm. <laughs> just like he's stoked. He loves this. And, uh, oh, yeah, he does this whole little, like, sad boy thing when she's like, what's your name? And he's like, Gabriel. Gabriel Gray. Oh, poor Gabriel Gray. Just lost everything. Sad, sad, sad. Victim of tragedy. Even just, like, the whole, like, over-the-top thing with just, like, looking at a broken watch, like, it's broken, like, I am. You know, like, you can tell it's what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, and she just gets super stoked, and she's like, Gabriel, like the angel, like, yay, our, our savior. And he's like, yeah, just like the angel. Looks out window menacingly. 
He's really big on, like, face journeys in this episode. <laughs> He's constantly, like, doing something where you're like, oh, you, we know what you're thinking. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts on Mexico? <laughs> I, uh, like you... <laughs> Storage locker. Um, mm. no, I, I loved how Maya's just, like, so open and, like, oh, I'll just tell him everything. That yes. can't be, like, you know... Yes, she's very excited, yes. Like, oh, what's going on? You were in the middle of the road. Let's help you. And, you know, oh, my gosh, fate. Look at this. You're an angel. <laughs> I'm willing to... I'm willing to bet Alejandro was like, no, let's not... Let's not... Let's not take this guy with us, but we didn't see he that. He didn't want to take Derek with him. So he was like, I've got a car. And he's like, well, fuck. All right. <laughs> yep. What does this guy have? Nothing. Nothing to no. offer, you know, in theory. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Alejandro's great because the way that Gabriel just magically, in his eyes probably, just has all the right answers and is the perfect, uh-huh. you know, conduit mm-hmm. for them like oh uh-huh, yeah he he knows a con man like he's like nope nope to this i don't trust why you. are you trusting this man maya we just met him yeah derek's at least being like all right i'm gonna get you close to the border but i don't know what's gonna happen from there <laughs> you're on your own guys i yeah. like got both of her hands like we're gonna get to america together and i'm gonna introduce <laughs> yep. you to my old friend dr suresh my best friend, mm-hmm. one could say. Yeah, we're BFFs. Surprising that I'm not, you know, mentioned in the acknowledgments of the book. We're so yeah. close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, it's so good. I-, I love his little, his little murder Gabriel ways. Oh, it's wonderful. Anyway. Truly a delight. <laughs> he just eats all the scenery and this stuff. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, back in New Orleans, we see Monica and she's doing prep work. While she's at her job with her coworker Camille, and she's like happens to be cutting tomatoes, huh? Kind of like the thing we saw earlier. And they're talking about her test results that she's excited for. Camille doesn't think Monica should get her hopes up, but Monica has ambition. You get the sense that Monica has all this ambition that was uh, completely destroyed temporarily by her life getting uprooted by Katrina. Um, she's lost a lot, so now she, she wants to be able to go back to school, because obviously she left school to help take care of the family. She has all these plans, and, uh, we, we get the, uh, we, we find out that her and Camille have known each other since, like, kindergarten, which is fun and cute. And they're sitting there talking, and at one point we just look down, and Camille's like, wow, we're just learning how to do that. And Monica, without even realizing it, has made one of the tomato roses. Fun. I wonder, I wonder how and why she does that. So, ooh, interesting. That's really hard to do. So her boss comes in, and he's like, Monica, can I talk to you for a minute? And she gets all excited, and she goes over there. And he sits her down, and he pretty much says, like, hey, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you didn't get it. And she's like, did I not do well enough on the test? He's like, you did fine. It's just, it's not good enough. And... She is just like, well, I don't understand because, you know, I'm I'm a hard worker. I'm responsible. I I want this and I need this. And he tells her that someone applying for management needs to be more available, more flexible because, you know, they could put her anywhere in the state. And obviously with her living situation right now, it's just not for her. And he gives her that old guilt trip crap about like, you know, someone, you know, in your position, you should be lucky with what you have since some people don't even have jobs. Like that's such a (laughs) shitty thing to say to someone who's just like disappointed about Mm -hmm. something that they were hoping for. Like, while that may be true in a logical way, like don't, you know, discount her feelings about the matter and 
you know, she can't help that her situation is as it is. And part of why she wanted to go into the management program is so she could take care of her family. Like, you don't, you don't know how she was going to handle that, you know? Like, send money home or something. But yeah, I always felt bad for Monica. I was like, oh, yeah. she didn't get it. So, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, two things. One, she didn't just, mm-hmm. you know, lose things. She didn't just lose her college ambition. She lost her mother in the hurricane. <clears throat> Which sure explains did. why she and uh, Damon are both staying with Nana. Yep. And a great thing at the beginning of the scene when she's like, I took the test. And Camille's like, what? Are you pregnant? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I that was like a funny little moment. Camille is like our new Texas Tina. A hundred percent. Yes. Or or a non-bitch yeah. Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. she's, our, she's our female cohort like, yep. sidekick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get a little flavor for our new character. Definitely. And a little hint at what she might be able to yeah. do. Which has some really cool applications. It's a later really on. specific power where she can only make tomato roses. It's just but she can make them really yeah. well. <laughs> you you joke, but there was um one hundred percent a character on Misfits one series who like was dairy kinetic. <laughs> He could move stuff that had like dairy in it. He could he could manipulate dairy products. It was like in theory like the lamest worst power ever, but you'd be surprised what they did with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I could see what, how they could use that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the specifics, but it had something to do with dairy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tomato roses wouldn't be like the worst thing. You can do something with that probably. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Texas, California. Huh? I'm wrong as fuck. <laughs> Texas, that's a cool state, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, California, huh? California, yeah. Fuck me, yeah. Um, They're at the dinner table, the Bennett family, and Sandra's like, let's go to that yogurt place down by, I didn't write it down, but let's go get some frozen yogurt for dessert. And Claire's Mm -hmm. like, I'd love to, but I can't. I have to go to the library. And for the first time since season one, way back in the middle of season one, Lyle actually has lines to say. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like the library haven't you heard about the internet <sighs> Christ's he oh, would Christ's and Claire is all like well Lyle this paper is about how libraries are becoming increasingly obsolete for our generation so ooh smack down for Lyle and suck on that <laughs> all impressed and he's like well do you need a lift and she's like huh what do you mean and Lyle's like, you got your car stolen, remember? <laughs> two. He two got lines. Two whole lines in this episode, man. <laughs> two bratty brother lines. So. Ooh, it's almost too much, Lyle. Right? Oh, man. Gotta hold back a little Ooh, bit. That, that'll tide us over for a season. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna walk to the library. So we see Claire leaving the house, putting her hair down as she walks, and we see Noah coming out and following her. And when she rounds the corner, West is waiting there. And by the time that Noah catches up to them, Claire's not there anymore because she and West have taken off into the air. In fact, we kind of see them off in the distance, like, flying off. <laughs> yes. So he just missed the flying boy. He's also a robot. He doesn't no. look up. No, no, no. He does look around like, man, she, she ran. <laughs> she booked it. <laughs> <laughs> She's fast. <laughs> there is a boy. I knew it. <laughs> Oh, it's it's very that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have to find out this boy because I'm gonna get shot. 
I'm gonna shoot him before he shoots right? me. Mm-hmm. He would. He would. He, he would. Thousand percent would. I'm not even yep. playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man's got to do what a man's got to do. Pretty much. Any thoughts on the little Lyle of it all? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So much greatness there. Um, I just love how tense all of their dinners have Yeah, become. right? <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, just that. Yeah. Their little family meals. Love it. Mm-hmm. So let's go to New York then. Okay. Where I think we pieced together before the episode that we're in Peter's apartment. And Nathan is on the hunt for the group photo. And uh, Matt's there, too. And he's like, well, did you know Kaito? I didn't know him personally, but my parents did. Father wasn't a fan. Last time he came over, Ma and he hugged, and it lasted just a little bit too long. <laughs> the best. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, Nate's talking. He's like, yeah, Linderman and DeVoe were both in this photo, too. A lot of the people in this photo are dead now. Huh. And Matt's kind of, like, looking at the other photos that they're going through, and he sees a photo. He's like, are these your kids? And Nathan's like, ah, I don't know you that well, buddy, so I'm not gonna... <laughs> I love that! He's like, eh, we're not friends. <laughs> I don't know you that well, I'm not gonna spill my life story to you. So instead, Matt kind of spills to him. He's like, yeah, well, I've got a wife, and she cheated on me with this guy, and then, you know, she got pregnant and had his baby. Oh, they're saying it's the other guy's baby right now. Ooh. Full explanation as to why Matt might still be in New York. Nathan kind of looks at him, he's like, it's okay, boy. you can unload. Nathan, you're a lawyer, not a therapist, all right? <laughs> so Matt kind of goes on a little bit of a rant about his bullshit about reading minds and stuff and by the time he's done with that <laughs> Nathan finds the photo and uh Nate's like yeah there's my father whose face is all like blurry oh yeah cause they hadn't cast you know, him yet and it's like there's you know there's Ma there's Kaito uh I don't that's Bob I know that guy's name I don't know his last name so yeah Bob this guy's name is Bob might be the subtitle <laughs> this guy's name is Bob <laughs> This guy's named Bob. <laughs> Nathan doesn't know much about him, but we know that is the same Bob that is charmed Mohinder into the company. Good old Bob. Mm, his new boss, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. Bob. And Matt's like, oh, hold up. Because Nathan's like, I don't know this guy. And Matt's like, uh, I do know that guy in the end. <laughs> that's my father. Dun, dun. What? Dun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, remember all the shit I've been saying for however many episodes about how it's all their goddamn parents? Mm -hmm. I was thinking of Mr. Parkman when I said it, Mm -hmm. so. And Parkman is standing next to a woman. Recognize her for later. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. We, uh, we we don't meet everyone in this photo. No, we see, I think Charles DeVos, we do see him sitting in the front of it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I think there's a couple people we never meet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I think they get names later on in that very, like, Wikipedia yeah. kind of way. But, like, we never no. meet them, no. Mm-hmm. A couple of the other ladies. Yeah. So there's Arthur. Hi, Arthur. We're talking about you again this episode. Hi, you blurry-faced bastard who's not the person he's actually no. going to be yet. So he doesn't look anything not like him. Not the slightest at all. <laughs> oh, I love it. I loved that story, though, where it's like, yeah, Dad wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> But instead, let's go back to to New Orleans, where we see Monica having full-on Hurricane Katrina flashbacks, as if we haven't caught on yet that that is her story. <laughs> it's a little like pushing it up our up our you know butts mm-hmm. at this point. Like it's just like, hey, remember? 
that this is all hooked to that and it's like okay, if you haven't caught it. the subtlety like... in the, the previous scenes here you go and yeah. her friend camille brings her a drink outside and she's like you know it's okay uh you lost more than most did in this storm and that kind of loss takes takes a while to get used to so she, you know, she's trying mm. to be a supportive friend yeah and monica's like no i think god is punishing me for being selfish and she keeps praying for a way out because she's just trying to get out of there, trying to get back to what to what she was doing with college and everything. And Camille's like, you know what? That's not selfish. That's pretty normal for anyone in that situation. Monica's like, yep, me, normal. That's me. Yep, mm-hmm, normal. <laughs> yep. So that's pretty much it for Monica in that scene. Just a little short one. Uh, I like in the, how in that scene she's just got like a big Peter Petrelli. Yes. She's just a dreamer, you know? She does. I don't think they ever meet. That would have been an interesting meeting. I have a lot to say about that. She doesn't fucking meet anybody. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Choices are made. That's mm-hmm, all I'll say. Mm-hmm. About some characters getting to make it to season three and some not. So. Yes, yep. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And to what end? Anyway, so. Yeah. Keisha, why don't you Hi. take us back to California? <laughs> <laughs> um gladly <clears throat> so west is like i can fly your ass anywhere in the world and we're going here and they're just sitting on top of the hollywood sign together <laughs> but it's cute you know because she's new to california so she's obviously still charmed mm-hmm. by all that um and you know they're just sitting there and they're just having a little chat and she tells him about the gravel tower that she used to you know test her powers off of and you know, you can you get the sense obviously from how Claire's talking and everything. Like she's she's been through a lot of shit. She's been through some dark stuff, and she's like, just tells him she doesn't know if she can trust him or really anyone to be able to talk to about all this stuff. And he tells her that trust begins with a leap when he tries to get her to just take a leap off of the Hollywood sign. And she's like, oh god, no, dude, you don't want to see my healing. It ain't cute. <laughs> like. Sometimes my feet come back wrong, and it's just, it ain't, it ain't pretty. And uh, it's funny, because, like, this whole pushy thing, it still has real company boy potential. Yep. Up to and including the very specific description of mm-hmm. HRG. It is a great way to drive a wedge between her and her dad, mm-hmm. honestly. So you could still absolutely read it like that. I fully agree. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she does it. She takes her little leap, but he catches her before she can fall all the way and she's like you know what I can heal you know it wasn't it wasn't gonna be a big deal and he goes I know you can heal Claire but I never want to see you hurt (laughs) (laughs) I just like us piling shit on top of West Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah any uh well then they kiss there at the end well yeah they kiss smooches (laughs) kisses yeah trust you with my lips yeah, and then they have an Aladdin montage and they just fly all over the world. No. Um, they could. They could. They could. Um, yeah, big, like you said, company boy energy. Uh, still pushing her to do things. Um, yep. It, 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 like you said, it comes across like a certain way to us now that it didn't at the time. So mm-hmm. it's always wild. It's like, God, West, back off. Like, you can absolutely see that read of it, of just being like, he's just acting like some victim of Noah because he knows that, you know, that's her mm-hmm. dad. And, yeah. 
Especially going with the whole thing with, like, the painting and the, the mystery boy and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, from California back to New Orleans once more, we see Micah, and he is messing with the TV because he is going to fulfill his promise to Damon that he's going to get him access to the pay-per-view wrestling match. And he does it, because hello, he's mm-hmm. Micah. Come on. He's, you know, got a really, really incre- incredible power. And Monica comes home, and she's got dinner. And she's confused why it's on the TV, since hello, that costs money. But, you know, Damon's like, oh yeah, Micah's this, like, genius, and he rigged the cable. It's no big deal. And she's just like, sigh, you know, because she's tired after a long day and everything. And she's just like, Micah, you know, we have to look out for you here. Like, you're our responsibility. And I know you've been through a lot and everything, but, you know, we, we just, you, you just got to behave, basically, you know? Like, I, I know you're trying to do things like to, you know, make friends with Damon and all that, but don't, don't break the law, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you can't fuck with Cable. Like... Uh, yeah, and then he has this moment where he gives her a hug, and he touches her back, and it's really kind of weird at first. You're like, why is he doing that? Like, why are they putting so much focus on that? And he straight up says it, though. He he basically wishes that he could fix people mm, like he can fix I machines. Know. And it's like, oh, sad day. so cute, though. He wants to fix her dreams. Yeah. No, it is cute. It's not no, creepy. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's adorable. It's pretty cute. It's totally like what a little mm-hmm. kid would do. So... Um, but yeah, the wrestling match is continuing. Rey Mysterio being one of the featured players, because hello, it's 2000-whatever. And um, Damon doesn't care about any of this, like, you know, pretty moment. He's just like, yeah, wrestling. And uh, Monica is watching it, because, you know, TV's on, and she's just, you know, glancing at it. And we see the images flickering back in her eyes. And that's going to matter later. Dun-dun. Yeah. More than tomato roses, perhaps? Maybe. Guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, no, it's a really cute moment with Micah, and it's so him, because, like, of all the shit he's been through and everything, like, he just wants to be able to fix people. Yeah. Sadly, it's just machines and not people. Yeah. And the only person who does fix people on this show, well, you could argue it's not really fixing. I was going to say. (laughs) Strong argument. (laughs) Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. (laughs) Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, why don't we go to a house full of his victims? Hey! <laughs> Let you know how that goes, yeah. Yeah, speaking of fucking broken people, mm. uh, Molly comes back to the apartment with Mohinder, and Matt's there, and Matt's all like, hello, family. <laughs> well, not quite that, but like, you know. He basically does, though. <laughs> hello, family. I have news. I have to find my father. <laughs> and uh, he explains that uh, his father left when he was 13. And that he's a criminal and, you know, he stole a lot of money from a lot of people. But he needs to talk to him. So he needs Molly. So, yeah. like, what kind of criminal? Like an embezzlement kind of thing? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he took some, as we saw him in the photo. Oh, yeah. company money? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he took some money from... The company. Boy, rich people don't like it when he Potentially took money Potentially Linderman could have been the one he took the money from, you Yeah, know? yeah. I don't know if we ever get an answer to that. I don't remember. I just wondered about that. I was like, what kind of criminal? Yeah, no, he said he stole a lot of money from a lot yeah. of people. And yeah. he needs to talk to him. And he needs Molly to help him find him. And Molly's like, okay. And then he shows the picture to Molly. And she immediately backs up. 
No, 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 no. Put that away. Put it away. Put it away. Don't make me look for him. He's the ma- the name in my dreams. He is the nightmare man. Oh shit. Matt's dad is the boogeyman. He's one of them. Dun dun. If you haven't pieced that together <laughs> from him being in a company photo. <laughs> but yeah, he's the nightmare man. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them might not have had powers. Maybe. I don't think I don't think Victoria did. If she did, we don't know. That's it's fair. unlike Kaido who in canon does not. True. Um, well, yeah, Victoria was just the Mohinder of the time. True, true. Yeah. Talk about this bitch that we've never even seen. Victoria. <laughs> I'm just like, blah, blah, blah. Don't yeah. worry, that's not a, that's not a name just worth beeping, so. Yeah, Nightmare Man, oh boy. Ooh. Golly, I wonder if this is going to cause any tension and or strain in the house of them. <laughs> I, I do, do wonder. wonder. Hel- Welcome home, family. <laughs> Help me find my dad. <laughs> Hello, familial unit. (laughs) Let's sidestep to another place in New York where, you know, all the photos are out. They were looking for that one. So Nathan's (laughs) looking at photos, too. He's looking at photos of him and Peter. Mostly Peter. It's too relatable. It's too relatable. I look for one thing in my closet, and an hour later, I'm surrounded by all my things. Just going, look at all this stuff I haven't seen in a while. Look at this. I forgot about this. And they're like, but didn't you clean your closet? I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oops. Well, now I gotta shove it all back in there until next time this happens. <laughs> but look at all these middle school yearbooks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Nathan picks one of the pictures. It's like a picture of uh, Peter when he was younger. And he puts it on the mirror. Aww. And he's like, I'm going to make things right, Pete. Then he looks in the mirror. And guess what? We get to see the horrifically burned Nathan again. And oh this time, he reacts a lot more angry about it. He's like, get away from me. And then he punches the mirror. Great. Nice anger issues, Nathan. Great. Good job. Good job. <laughs> really great way to uh, fuck up your hand great for life, to... by the way. TV shows are too soft about great this way shit. way to make things right, Pete, by punching the mirror. A little tendon damage. Yeah. yeah. So so his hand's <laughs> all bloody now because he punched the mirror. Mm. Good job. Mm. It's mostly just a really great excuse to look at all the old pictures of Milo yes. that I'm bringing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little baby, little baby Milo. Yeah, there was like another version of the um, Peter and Nathan photo that was probably taken from the same photo shoot as well. That was mm-hmm. really cute. Yeah, yeah, cute stuff. Yeah, so just that little bit there. Good old Nathan punching mirrors. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's go back to California. <laughs> Heck. Okay. Of Claire, but you won't know what we're talking about because we I probably cut it. Um. <laughs> so we see West flying Claire home. And she looks at the time and she's like, uh-oh, I'm dead. It is late. And West makes a pretty good point. He says, you know, you have to come up with a consistent, incredible lie if we're going to keep seeing each other. And that the best lies mm. make you look bad. So yeah. what's something else that your dad will, doesn't want you to do? And she knows exactly the thing. And she gives him a kiss goodnight to go ahead inside. And that's it. That's the scene. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. It is like the shortest little like, oh, I know what to do. Aha. <laughs> yep. Strap in. Claire's got an idea. Oh, Which I'm... It's a pretty good one, though. Honestly. It is. It is. Yep. I mean, I like his point of like, you know, the best lies are ones that make you look bad. Mm-hmm. He's he's right. I was out saving a kitten. No, you weren't. It's it's, <laughs> uh, it's all very like, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Keisha. Yes, hi. How's our sad boy doing? 
Well, you know, he's still pretty sad. The gang in Mexico is making a pit stop right now. And uh, Derek and Gabriel are next to each other. Derek gets a paper from, like, this little stand. He immediately sees the Tim Sale artwork of, like, the, you know, wanted poster of Maya and Alejandro on the cover. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's like, Gabriel, dude, come here. And he shows him, and he's like, there are killers in the car with us. (laughs) If only you knew that Mm -hmm. you're about to find out. Yep. And uh, (laughs) he shows him, he's like, look, homicidio. (laughs) Like, he hasn't figured it out already. And uh, it's it's very like what Peter's going through, where it's just like I have amnesia. I'm not an idiot. Like I'm, I'm yeah. stranded in Mexico. I could fucking figure out what that word means. Like, oh fuck. And uh, he says one of the more iconic things Siler ever says, where he goes like incredibly past Gabriel into this weird like Leave It to Beaver thing, where he's just like, well, golly, just so like clutching his pearls about being around such dangerous people. Oh, jeez. Fucking aw shucks persona. Oh, it's such bullshit. I love it. And Derek's like, dude, I rode with him for like three days. You know, he's fearing for his safety. He doesn't know what he's gonna do. He's like, we gotta ditch him. And Gabriel's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what we'll do. I'll go distract them. You can go call the police. And Derek's like, cool, thanks, man. You're a real bud and a bro. And he goes off to do that. And Gabriel's, like, pretty much whistling as he grabs the uh, brick that is a paperweight for the newspapers. They don't fly everywhere. And he's like, do 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 He just follows Derek doing what he's got to do. And uh, we don't get to see the act because we go back to the car. And Siler gets in just right in the driver's seat right away. He's fully taking control of the situation. He shows him the paper. He goes, is this you? Because we have a problem. And, uh... When Maya and Alejandro are like, oh no, and Alejandro says, tell him no, but no is the same word in Spanish. He gives him the best look like, I know what no means, (laughs) I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, the newspaper article, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's there, it's, it's like, oh shit, what are they gonna do? And Maya starts freaking out as she does, and her poison begins, and Siler is immediately affected by it. And he's like, oh, what are you doing to me, etc. And quickly realizes, because he's watching, that it can be stopped with Alejandro's interference. And he goes, you both have power. Huh. So that's why they need to find Suresh. Is they both have a power. And he immediately sees that, okay, can't handle Alejandro, because can't figure out how to control Maya. Yet, got to keep them both alive for now. So... He's like, that's why you need to find Suresh, but good news, everyone. I've helped Suresh myself, personally, me, Gabriel Gray, Esquire, with so (laughs) many people like you. Like, I'm obviously, like, this is such great, you know, destiny right here. I am going to help the shit out of you both. And so they're like, but what about the police? And he does this little moment where he's got the keys. He's like, they have to catch up to us first. It's like, oh, my God, could you not? And then, like... He has the, you know, moment where he starts the car and the camera is right in front of him and he all but looks at the camera and is like, ah, <laughs> you know, like, this is gonna happen. <laughs> it's a Siler road trip, everybody. And he starts the car, smirks, and he drives away. And when he drives away, we go back to Derek, super duper dead, 
from the brick that bludgeoned the shit out of him. And, uh, look, our roach friend is back! He made it to Mexico! <laughs> Huzzah! Hey. The best return yet! Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, yeah. Thoughts about that? <laughs> I, I love that after he sees the power, right? Mm-hmm. He's all like, oh my god, okay. And he's like, I know what you're going through. I know what it's like to be hunted for, for something that, like, oh, yeah. you don't mean to do. Yeah. And then laying it in. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, they think you're bad, but you're not. You're just doing what you do. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, newspaper articles about murderers drive this entire storyline all over the country. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yep. That is how he was busted, wasn't it? It, it is indeed. That, uh... Very interesting um, photo of his driver's license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the photo of Virginia and everything, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That is indeed how he is busted later on. So I was talking about from Suresh. Oh. I, th- I was Season one. I'm not going forward. I'm going back. I'm going man. forward, hon, because I'm talking about this storyline is totally driven by newspapers. <laughs> so. I'm talking about, like, Siler's life being plagued by... But also that, <laughs> yes. Also very that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's how Suresh found him out with Zane. Yeah. If anybody needs, you know, that old media to die, it's Siler. <laughs> well, he's team internet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a library? Who needs a library? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. It, I know, it's it's so clever of him to be like, I totally get where you're coming from. I've been in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Let me help. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. I love him. I, I do think he's being, like, genuine, though, in that moment. You think? Just a little bit. Yeah, like, he's like, I understand what it's like to be hunted for something that you... Even though she well, is doing the cardinal sin of, like, I, I hate this. Yeah. Yes. She's still, like, you know, being... They were very nice to him. They could have drove around him. True. And I uh, I always feel like with um, a situation like this uh, also, it is very, like, what he said to Sandra... Back in season one, where he's like, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, I can't do anything now because I'm powerless. Yeah. So let's see where this takes us. But yeah. he, he certainly empathizes <laughs> with yes, them. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, He does, yes. Uh, he, he definitely does. But I love how with him, it's just very like, mm, murder's never not on the table. But yeah. let's just see mm-hmm. what happens. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. as we saw with Derek... No powers, no problem. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. He's in my way of getting home. Yep. Especially with these two, who I know have a power, even though at that time he didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now he knows. knows what the power is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's going to take the rogue. Claire's rogue. <laughs> oh, if only he knew. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Delightful. <laughs> if only Claire knew. I should have locked my door. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> Especially post-season three. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back to California. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Uh, Claire arrives home. <laughs> Bennett fuming while eating froyo is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> He's just so like clenched jaw, like how was the library? <laughs> like it's just like not even subtle. <laughs> how was the library, Claire? Um. He knows there's a boy. God damn, does he know there's a boy, but he can't prove it, and it drives him wild. Mm-hmm. So she comes in, and she's like, well, hey, guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down this cheerleading thing for you right now. She's like, I tried out for the squad, and the girls took me out to celebrate. So that's what's really happening. And he's like, cheerleading! <laughs> and she's like, dude, 
I just need one thing again. You know? I just need, like, one little tiny thing, Dad. Gosh. Let me just do this one stupid thing. And he's like, oh, I had no idea it meant that much to you. And she's like, yeah, took me by surprise, too. Wink. There's a lot of winks in this episode. (laughs) And he's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I will make you a deal. You can cheerlead. She promised me that she will not date. For now. (laughs) He's so fucking scared of that painting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, Claire goes upstairs or whatever, and she's like, yeah. And we see there's wind chimes, and where there's wind chimes, there's our favorite Haitian. So he goes into the back office, and they meet, because he comes, you know, from, like, the back of the house. And he's like, I've got a lead on the painting, so we have to go to Odessa. And Bennett's like, Texas? He's like, nah, the Ukraine. There's, Rachel, there's more than one Odessa. We get to go to two Odessas <laughs> on the show. Isn't that fun? Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Going on a road trip with the Haitian. How was the library? He's just so like, yeah, eating his frozen yogurt. I love because she's like, oh, I can explain. You don't need to. You were with a boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah. And she's like, no, there's no boy. Higher. Because yeah. in the painting, she's in a cheerleader outfit. So he's like, ah, here comes one of two. Oh, here go. Hell come. Yep. <laughs> Oh, you boy. can cheerlead, but no boys! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. And she's like, okay, girls then? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Looks at Shadow, maybe. <laughs> so me, me just doing, I have to meet her first. Me just, she's got a short haircut, she's out. Just popping the locket over here, like, ooh, girls then. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Uh, let's, 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 let's start taking this on home. New York. Boom. Yes. All right. So Molly's getting put to bed by Mohinder and, uh, Matt's all, you know, I'm sorry, but she has to find him. And Mohinder's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so they have a little argument where Matt's like, you know, there's a lot of people in this picture that are dead and like, he could be dead too. I don't know. Yeah. And Mohinder's like, all right, let me see this picture. That guy right there. That's Bob. That is the guy that I work for. I will take you to them. And you can get your answers there. And Matt's like, okay, but still, Molly has to do it. And <laughs> Mohinder flips out on him. He's like, yes. sounds like a 13-year-old boy trying to pay his daddy back for leaving him. And Matt's like, you know all about daddy issues. And Mohinder looks at him like, and says, yeah, I do. <laughs> so many snaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And who should be watching this daddy issue fight with Molly? <laughs> And she's got her atlas with her, and she's like, I'll do it. I'll find your dad. And Matt goes over her, thanks her, and hugs her. And Mohinder's just like, oh. (laughs) Child, I am trying my best. (laughs) Mohinder's like, I might not be the fun dad, but god damn it. (laughs) Damn it. He's so not. He's the dad that makes you eat your vegetables, and Matt's the guy who lets you, like, fucking get away with feeding them to the dog. There's a cut scene with he, where he brings pizza, remember? Matt? He brings pizza. Yeah. Yeah, he's the fun dad. That's his whole he's thing. The fun dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mohinder is like strict dad. That's, yeah. That's how that works. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll go back to New Orleans real quick. Mm. And Monica's at work and she's closing up. The manager's like, uh, it's dead tonight, so let's close early. Oh, if only. You get the front, I'll get the back. Yeah. So she heads up to the front, she's got key in hand, and she's about to lock it when a guy comes and, like, pushes the door open. 
And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, we're closing. He's like, what do you mean? It's like the hours in the door. I'm hungry. And she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. My manager told me to close. And then he pulls a gun on her and he's all like, I'm coming in anyway. <laughs> I'm going to come in. I'm going to take all your money. So he forces his way in and she watches him as he goes over the counter to uh, start opening the register. And it takes her a moment, but she moves over and there's this conveniently placed pole. Mm. So she is able to grab the pole and do the very wrestling move she saw on the TV earlier where she swings around it and knocks the guy on his ass, which sends him running. Yes. She knocks him through glass, I believe, too. She, she does. She fucks him up. Yes. Go her. And her manager comes back around like, oh my God, where did you learn that? And she's like, on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's our little wrap up of Monica. Yeah. And the firm kind of nod at what her power is where she can see something and do it. Yeah. She can mimic uh, stuff with her muscle memory. It's really cool. Yeah. And, and as we see, it can be as innocuous as doing like a fun little carving thing that you can use to entertain your, your guests. Or you can fucking absolutely wreck a uh, supposed, um, you know, uh, thief. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of applications. Plenty of applications. We'll see a few as we go on in the season. Big time. And what she chooses to do with it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I suppose let's go back to the House of M and see if Molly <laughs> can find Papa Parkman. So, Molly's got her little atlas. Got her little pushpin. Just doing the thing. Alright, well, he's in Philly. Okay, so he's in Philly. Uh, she's got the apartment. Okay, okay, good, good. Third floor. Alright, great, great. Matt's like, alright, alright, what, what's the number? What's the number of the apartment? And it's getting hard because he's trying to keep it from her. But then she can see it. It's a nine. They used a lot of number nine stuff this season. People were like, why all the nines? Like, remember that? No, I don't actually. Oh, really? No. Nope. Well, so his apartment is number nine. Mm-hmm. The company is nine people, the nine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there were a couple instances of the nine where people tried to make, like, a lost thing out of it. Where they're like, oh, nine is an important number. It's just a thing that popped up a couple times. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he keeps pushing her, and you can tell Mohinder is just kind of, like, not into her pushing, or, you know, him pushing her. But... They, they find out the apartment, and, oh, fuck, he can see her. He can absolutely see her. And it goes wrong real fast, and it seems like she just passes out from the strain, but they can't wake her up. She's in shock. She's breathing, but they can't get her conscious. And Matt can hear her being like, help me, because he trapped her inside her own mind, yo. <laughs> remember this because it's gonna really matter later on in the show it's gonna mm-hmm. be something that is really fucked up that certain people can do who can do mind stuff just saying mm-hmm. pretty messed up thing to do to a person so molly's in peril Linder and matt are like oh shit but now they know where to find daddy parkman so to be yeah. continued I want to emphasize how, like, scared she was the whole time and how Matt kept pushing her. Oh, my God, right? She's like, he's in Philadelphia in an apartment building, but she didn't want to go in. Nope. Third floor. Nope. And she's like, he knows I'm here. He's coming. Yep. And Matt's like, we have to have the apartment number. And she tells it, and then that's when she stuck in head. Yep. It is 100% his fault. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
End of episode. End of episode. The gotta, of strangers. Gotta save Molly. A lot of things going into motion. Like I said, there was no Peter. Uh-huh. There was no Kensei and Hero. They come back with a vengeance next week, though. Yes. No Nikki, but no one's sad about it, so. <laughs> That's right, yeah, no Nikki. <laughs> burn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I shouldn't say burn. That's that's. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like it's a it's a pretty okay episode. It's not one of my like favorites. Uh, they they do a lot of just like going to something for like a line or two and then going back out. Like, did you really need to do that? Like, I don't know. Like, the pacing kind of gets a little burnt. But um, yeah, a lot of big stuff moving into motion because now we know the Nightmare Man's identity and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yet another goddamn parent of a main character involved with the company, so. Yeah, the introduction of Maury Parkman. Mm-hmm. Introduction of Monica. Mm-hmm. You know, Siler doing Siler stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Siler being a shit. Aww. He shouldn't be around people. He really shouldn't. <laughs> mm Nope. Nope. That boy ain't right. Um, yeah. Understatement of the century. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like it's funny because you know, Siler's not in next week, so they had to have a lot of fun with him this week. Ah, so. oh, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's only in like two thirds of the season. Yeah. yeah, they had to make do with him what they could, you know. Pretty much because of all the stuff that were you know that was happening, mm-hmm. like the Star Trek of it all that they were preparing for. Yes, ma'am. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah. Claire's gonna be a tree leader again, I guess. So ra 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 Yeah, some big stuff going on. So, like, let's see. This is episode four. So next time is kind of the mid-season mark because they had such a shortened season. Mm-hmm. So like five or six, but yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of stuff happens next week. So, and we'll have deleted scenes again next week. Yay. Because they, yeah, they don't, they don't do them in season two for all the episodes. Not even, no. not even at all. So would you like to tell people our socials? I suppose I could. Let's right. do it. <laughs> all right. Well, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Eclipsed Podcast on Twitter. If you would like to email us, we are EclipsedPod at gmail.com. If you would like to follow our individual accounts... Uh, I am at lady underscore snark on Twitter, and Rachel is at that burb there. That's burb with a B, like Bob Bishop, or hey, that guy's name is Bob Bishop. Um, <laughs> I just like the line reading so much. Like, oh, that guy's name Bob. I know that. Um, so yeah, uh, we have a Discord. Feel free to check us out. It'll be in the show notes. We have an Instagram as well. Um, I'm starting to make gifs of the episodes that I'm posting on the Twitter. If you have any gift requests, let me know because it's really fun and I can do it in like two minutes. It's like the easiest thing ever I figured out how to do <laughs> in this day and age without having Photoshop. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, I'm really excited for next week because we get one of the biggest character intros next week. So much so that, as I've said before, she had her own promos because it was a big deal when she joined the cast. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything else? No, just rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Indeed. We are all over the place. We 
are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn. We are just on Podbean. We're all over the place. So yeah, uh, yeah. Check us out wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. I know season two is not people's favorite season by a long shot, but I feel like it's definitely got more good than people remember, and we are fully willing and able to tackle all the stuff that they could have done better about, and trust me, we're going to get to more of that. You don't even know. But yeah, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Matt gets a taste of his own medicine, Noah and the Haitian go on a business trip to Odessa, the Ukraine that is, First, Nathan shaved, and now his hair is getting better, too. Ando discovers what it's like to get caught up reading a fanfic that hasn't been updated in, well, centuries. And a sparky blonde goes on the hunt for Peter Petrelli. Tune in.